Would you like to have closer relationships with the people in your life? Would you like to connect in a deeper way with them? The beginning point for this is to have proper communications. In today's show, we're going to talk about what it means to communicate authentically and how to effectively communicate. And I'll share a story with you about how I learned to be a better communicator based on an experience I had. And I will also share another experience I had that to this day is unexplainable. And I'm not sure how it happened or why it happened, but it's an interesting story and I'll share it with you. So make sure you visit thestoryofmepodcast.com to submit your questions for the show and to follow the link to the Facebook group so that you can continue the conversation after the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. Thank you. Now let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I. Blissful am I Why guru Beautiful am I Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where I share stories from my unconventional life and relate the psychological insights that I learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your awareness of your own self-limiting patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode, where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. My name is Amarjit Singh. I am your host, and thank you for joining me today. I would like to talk about communications today. And it's interesting because I don't think there's been a point in time, as far as we know through history, where we've been able to communicate in so many different ways to so many different people in an instant, whether it's through the phone, the computer, the internet, we're able to communicate incredibly fast and to a vast amount of people that was unheard of before. Yet, I don't think there's been a time, as far as I know, where the communication has been so poor between people. I can tell you from my own personal experience that more and more it seems that you have to constantly repeat yourself to people for them to hear what you're saying. Whether it's going to uh, a store and asking a question or, or, or talking to someone and telling them what you need or what you want and having them misunderstand you so much. It happens so frequently. And the communication just seems to be lacking. You can see this on social media. It's so prevalent there. It's so easy to communicate to so many people with the click of a button. Yet, people don't really communicate well through this medium. They project their own ideas onto what you're saying. They don't listen to what you're saying. 
And what it does, it creates a lot of separation. And you can see this in, in our culture today. We are so divided. It starts with the politics um, for this team or that team and uh, from this culture or this country. And we separate ourselves so much through the way we communicate because our communication is so poor. And what I would like to do today is to go through three components for effective communication. And it seems very straightforward and very simple, but it is not recognized through our communication. And I've noticed this so much when I post things online, how people start to comment and put into their comments things that weren't even said. They project their own stuff onto it. So we're going to go through these things one at a time. And in one of them, I will tell you an experience I had which really instilled this component. And I really learned how I was not doing this effectively and how I had to change. And then at the end, I will tell a story that happened at the same time period. And it's a little strange. It's, it's a... It's a strange story because there's no real explanation for it, so uh, I'll tell you this at the end. Let's begin with the three components of communication. And they are all important, and they all need to be followed in order to have what we would call effective communication, but most importantly, authentic communication. What does it mean to be inauthentic? Right? It's not being honest with our true selves. And I'm not saying we do this to be deceitful or we do this consciously even, because often we are inauthentic because we are unconscious. What makes us inauthentic is our habit patterns, and our habit patterns are often not understood or not even in our awareness. And so when we communicate, we're communicating without this awareness and understanding of our projected habit patterns, which makes our communication inauthentic. What makes our expression authentic is to remove the resistance to our true self. To communicate effectively, it's important that you try to become conscious of these projections in your communication. When I'm talking about communication in this episode here, it's it's not just oral communication, but it could also be written communication because this happens in the postings from Facebook or from the social media where people are creating arguments that aren't even relevant to what you may be posting or what you may be trying to communicate. So the first component in proper communication is listening. This is the most important component to communication because it is the first step into connecting to the other and to the self. And we can also include listening to reading. And so what is proper listening or proper reading? 
like I said, this is the most important aspect of communication and where most of the communication begins to falter. At this stage, it's necessary to hear what is being communicated through words, actions, gestures, facial expressions, all the nonverbal and verbal aspects of communication. At this point, you should just be listening. Observing and acceptance is the most important aspect of this component of communication. This means to be present without judgment. Once the message is heard from the other, whether it's listening or reading, then one needs to listen to the self. How is the mind, the body, and the emotions reacting to what is being heard? And then at this point is when you can move on to the next stage. However, most people really have trouble with this first stage of of listening, this first stage of communication. And so they have what I would call faulty listening. And this could be for several reasons. One, their mind is so connected to the technology, they're looking into their phone, they're thinking about what they have to do, but they're not really present. And in our current culture, because of technology and all these distractions, this is really a big problem. Like I said, on a daily basis, I find myself having to repeat myself at least three times before a person is able to really begin to hear what I'm saying, because the people are not present. And if you aren't truly listening to what someone is saying, you're creating this space in between your connection with those around you. And this space doesn't begin with the other person. It begins within. It begins with learning how to truly be present with yourself and create this peaceful balance within so that you can receive the communication, so that you can not get tangled up in your inner dialogue and your drama, which happens to most people. Instead of listening to what is being said, most people are preparing what they should be saying or what they want to be saying. And they're projecting their drama onto this. How this is affecting me, they're thinking. How this is against me. How this is, how this is something that is related to me. And so they're doing a lot of this projecting, a lot of this resistance to just accepting what this person is saying. It's important to really be able to just be present and stop the mind and stop the physical movement because all this is a resistance to this unconscious connection. And this is what we call someone who is not listening because they are ego-focused and they're preparing to speak while the other person is speaking. They are not listening. This is not listening. And this is where the problems with most communication begins. This is the most important part of communication is listening. And listening with a neutral mind, listening without projecting how this is an attack on you or how you need to react to this. Once you're able to be present and to connect 
to this person, to connect to the feeling that you're getting, to connect to what is being said, then you move to the step number two. The second component to communication is the processing, the understanding, and the clarification. So at step number two, this proper processing, at this stage, you should be taking what has been communicated and observing the initial reaction within. Because what happens is we observe something from one of the senses, and based on our history, our karma, we react to it through a feeling, what we call emotion or a feeling. And I'm not saying this feeling is valid or invalid, but it happens to all of us. We see something we like and we have a desire, we have a feeling we want more of it, or we hear something we don't like and we have this aversion to it, this feeling of being attacked. When we're talking about communications, what I'm saying is first be present with the communication like step one, and in step two, now recognize what is the reaction within to what has been said. What feelings are arising? And this may be happening consciously or unconsciously or a combination of both. But try to feel what is happening. What this person said, what am I feeling about this? And this is after you've listened to it with a neutral mind. And then what are the impulses from these feelings that are coming up? What are these feelings trying to get you to do or not do? And it's important for clear communication and self-awareness to interrupt the reaction to these feelings. It's okay to have these feelings. You shouldn't deny any of the feelings. You shouldn't repress the feelings. But don't react to them at this point. Just observe what feelings are coming up and what are these feelings trying to get me to do or not do. Because your habit patterns come from the behavior that is created by these feelings and you want to interrupt this. And not just with communication, but all the habit patterns of your life, all the feelings you have, you want to do the same thing, but especially in the communication, because this is the point in communication where we become reactive. And we begin to respond and say things that maybe are not appropriate because we're casting our projections or our judgment or we're trying to attack the other person. And this is where we play the stories in our mind. I remember the first uh, Vipassana retreat that I did. If you're not familiar with this, it's a 10-day meditation retreat where you meditate for 10 hours a day for 10 days without speaking. In fact, you're not even allowed to look at people. You look down when you walk past them. And... The reason you're not speaking is because you're, you're focused on your meditation to stimulate the mind, to stimulate the unconscious. And I did this first retreat in Bodh Gaya, which is the place where Buddha became Buddha. Right? It's a, Bodh Gaya, India, is a very famous place with a very special energy. And so I did my first Vipassana meditation retreat there. And... Again, you're not supposed to speak to anyone else. You, you're, you're supposed to just look down and you go. they have the schedule. And from morning to night, you're meditating with breaks in between for 10 hours. And they have some people who are called servers who are 
volunteers who are helping with the food, serving the food, or they're helping if you have any problems. And I did this retreat, and I was the only Western person in this retreat. It was all Indian people. And the first day of the meditation retreat, when I was in the cafeteria for breakfast, they have chai tea, and you serve your own food. And I went to get a second cup of chai, and the person who was the server yelled at me for doing this, said, you're not allowed to have a second cup of chai, which is fine, but everyone else was having a second cup of chai. And I thought, okay, this is odd. Why is everyone else doing it? Okay, I don't want to get into a conversation. You're not supposed to speak to anyone. Fine. Then later in the day, the same person reprimanded me for something else. You shouldn't be wearing this type of shirt, or, or I forget what it was. But in the first day, he came up to me and reprimanded me five times. And when you're not speaking and you have this pressure from someone who is obviously harassing me for some reason, your mind starts to play games. You start to have this inner dialogue because the anger starts to build up because you're trying to enjoy your retreat to meditate. And it's not an easy thing to do to sit for 10 hours a day and meditate. And then you, on top of that, you have a person who is harassing me. And I wanted to kill this person. I mean, the anger was so strong. I was getting so irritated in my mind because you're not speaking. It's just going over this dialogue, this inner dialogue. Oh, I want to say this to him and show him that he's wrong and tell him that this is wrong and that's wrong and that he's a bad person and I will help him. I'll I'll teach him what the, the right way to be is. And this anger lasted. And finally, the the second day when he started to do this again, I went to the head person and I said, this person is, is bothering me. Please get them to stop talking to me. And they did. They understood what was happening, uh, maybe a little racism, whatever the case may be. And my mind, though, still kept going over this. And it kept wanting to play these games. These, it was having this inner dialogue. Oh, After this retreat, I'm going to go up to him and tell him that he doesn't know how to meditate properly or how to live properly because he's judging me and this is happening. And you're, you, this anger is building inside me for, for three days straight. I mean, it, 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 almost all day for three days straight, the mind is just obsessing about this. And it's touching this inner anger I had. And you're telling yourself, well, I want to show him that he is wrong, and this will help him. This is what the mind is being clever and and telling me, saying, I'm going to tell him this, and this is going to show him that he was wrong, and then he will understand that I am right and that he is wrong, and this will help him in the long run. But when you start to be honest with yourself, you start to say, this is not about him, it's about me. And what I'm doing in this moment is I am giving myself a drug, basically. And everyone does this to some extent. How often do you have a conversation with someone that doesn't go so well? The rest of the day or the rest of the week or even the rest of your life, you replay this conversation. 
oh, when he said this, uh, I should have said this. And when he says this, next time I'll be prepared and I will say this. We relived this conversation in our mind. I should have said this when he said this, and I'll show him that next time they say this, I'll be prepared and I will say this. And we're doing this to change the way we feel. Because we feel that someone took advantage of us, or we felt hurt, or we felt stupid, or we felt something that wasn't pleasant. And we begin by trying to replace it with this dialogue to make ourselves feel better about the situation. Oh, I just wasn't ready for this, and next time I'll be ready, and I'll say this. And we do this to try to make ourselves feel better, and we tell ourselves it's to help the other person sometimes, like I was doing in this, this retreat. And we think we're going to help that person by showing them how smart we are or how wrong they were or if we can be clever enough to say the right words. And we replay this dialogue in our mind after this conversation, and it's all to manipulate our feelings. And it's just like a drug. It's just like taking something. We're doing it. We do this when we fantasize about things. When we do these things, it's to change the way we feel. And this becomes a habit pattern. It becomes an obsession of the mind, and the mind keeps doing this and obsessing about this, and how present are you, how clear is your mind, and how loving are you when this happens? And for me, after three days, three intense days of obsessing about this situation, I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I thought I was going to explode, and I started to recognize what I'm doing to myself. Why am I doing this to myself? To really help this person? No, is to help me feel better. And after about three days, I was able to let it go and just say, okay, it's happened, it's over, let, let, this, let this go. Stop thinking about this. Stop occupying your energy with this. So look at your own life and see that how often you're doing this, how often you're thinking about something and replaying the conversation or replaying the experience to try to make yourself feel better. Because this is a really bad habit pattern to get into that really takes away from enjoyment in life and being present in life and better relationships. Because at this point, what I started to realize is how often am I really speaking to manipulate the feelings of someone else. When I say something, is it really to say this because I want to communicate and help them, or is it really because I want them to feel something that I felt, or I want to manipulate how they feel? If you observe your communications, you will recognize quite frequently that we speak to other people in order to really manipulate how they feel because we think we're going to feel better about ourselves. And, and this may be conscious or unconscious, but start to pay attention. Why am I really saying this to this person? Is it because I want to really help them, or is it because I want to show them how clever I am and make them feel bad or make them feel hurt or make them feel angry? And this is a very big aspect of self-awareness in your communication because it's happening. 
It's happened to you today. It will happen to you tomorrow. Become conscious of it. Recognize what, why am I really communicating this in this way to this person? And this is really the understanding of proper communications in what we would call nonviolent communication, learning how to communicate without violence. And when we're talking violence, we're talking manipulation to affect someone in a way that is a projection of ourselves. And this takes away from understanding, it takes away from connection. And you can think of this through a simple example of nonviolent communications. If you're having difficulty with your partner and they keep doing something that you don't like, you can say something to put them down. You can say, oh, I don't like when you do this. But what happens when you do this? If you say, oh, stop doing this, you're being stupid, or this, you're trying to manipulate them, and the issue you're having with them is not going to get cleared up because if you attack someone this way, what is their response? Maybe they stop doing whatever that behavior is, but because you don't truly understand what this behavior, what is behind this behavior, it will go to something else. And you'll create this distance between you and this person. But now instead of telling this person, oh, I hate when you do this or you're stupid for doing this, Instead, when they do something, say, okay, when you do this, it makes me feel and explain how you feel based on this action, but without judgment. Because then you're not attacking them. You're not saying what you're doing is right or wrong, but you're saying this is my experience with it. When you don't uh, pay attention to me when I'm speaking, I feel that you don't care about what I have to say. And this way they can understand you without saying, okay, what they're doing may be right or wrong, but how are you experiencing it? How is that experience affecting you? This is what you want to do with your communication is to get it clear where you can communicate without all this projection of trying to manipulate someone's feeling or to manipulate your own because you're just projecting your drama and manifesting your karma into this connection. And when this is not done right, there, there's no connection, there's no closeness, and there is just manipulation. And it's very interesting because after this meditation retreat, I was walking down the street with a few people who were in the retreat with me. And we we're out in the city, or the town, not really a city, but the town, and we bumped into, because it's a small town, we bumped into a group of people and they said, hey, do you want to go have dinner with us? And one of the people in this group was the server who was causing me all the problems in the first few days. And I felt so good after this meditation retreat, my mind was so clear and I came to this really strong understanding of my communication and how it's, it's really a manipulation of people's feelings and my own feelings that when we all agreed to go out to dinner, I just told myself, I'm going to act like I just met this person. And I'm not going to have any 
negativity towards them or anything like this. And I was able to do it because I was in a good state of mind and we all sat around and had a nice dinner and he was a quiet person, didn't really talk so much. But I didn't have any inner animosity towards this person. I didn't feel anything but love for everyone because I was in such a good state of mind after 10 days of 10 hours a day of meditating. And it was interesting because at the end of the dinner, when we were all going back to our separate places, we were exchanging our social media contacts so we can stay in touch. And he asked me for mine, and I gave it to him and took his. And, and you know, it was simple as that with no feelings of negativity. And about a week or two later, I got a message from him saying that he had a lot of inner anger and was asking me how to help him with it. And I thought this was really nice because, one, he was able to open up to me, and two, because I didn't ruin this communication with him when we met for dinner, I didn't project all this anger I had. It was all gone. And I, I communicated just with just with peace, with being present, without any judgment. And look what it did. It really allowed this person to contact me and, and open up to me and allowed me to be able to open up to them to give them some, some good uh, things to think about, but in a very positive way, without a, uh, this idea or this, uh, this undercurrent of manipulation. And this happens when we learn how to proper communicate. It gives people the space to be more vulnerable and also to allow yourself to be more vulnerable. And when you're open and more vulnerable, what are you? But you're more authentic. And it's very difficult to then corrupt this connection with this negativity, because this negativity pre prevents this openness. It prevents this connection. And to have these really good connections in life with people that maybe in, in some point in the life you didn't have a good connection with them, but you're able to open up yourself to allow the space to make this possible. And this was a very important experience for me because of the kindness of this person after they opened up to me and, and just my own capacity to let go of this anger at this point and to recognize how my communications had a lot of projection, a lot of manipulation. And it's important to look at this in your own life. So then comes the third component of communication, and this is finally speaking. The first two are nothing about the actual speaking. In proper speaking at this stage, you should be able to incorporate the understanding from the previous stage, understanding that your negativity that's coming up or your feelings that are coming up are... are all because of your history, all because of your karma, and not to let them interfere with your communications and how to communicate using this nonviolent communication. Because proper communication is with love, regardless of the emotional or behavioral impulses, your, all your communication should be done with the intention of love. And it's not easy. Some people make it very difficult because they're able to touch all the karma, all the habit patterns that are deep inside of you and, and, and really stimulate them. And this is why it's important to learn not to be reactive. It's okay to feel the emotions, but observe what the emotions are trying to get you to do or not do 
and then with the mind, what is the right thing to do? At this stage, then you communicate with this nonviolent communication. But often, this stage is corrupted by your karma and false identification, right? The ego. Because the first two aspects of your communication were polluted with this inner projection. Your speaking is filled with disconnection to what things really are. This internal dialogue made it unable for you to properly listen. Your communication then is filled with this misunderstanding and distance. Instead of being filled with nonviolent communication and love. So just to summarize the three components of communication, we have listening. The proper listening is to learn how to be present and not react, to let go of judgment and just be present. Let it hit you. Let whatever feelings are coming happen. Let the words that the person is saying, just even if you don't agree with them, let go of the judgment at the stage just to observe. Because the faulty listening, again, is when we're distracted or we're preparing what to say instead of listening what is being said. The second component is this understanding or processing or the clarification of what has been said. And this is the time where you start to recognize what the impulses are, what the feelings are, and how this is related to your karma and how to try to get to the neutral mind to be present and in in respond and understand without this corruption. Then the third part is this proper speaking, is to communicate without projecting our own karma onto them, our own judgment, without trying to manipulate the way they feel, and to communicate with love. If you can observe this in your life, how you're communicating with people, you will start to see that there are issues in some of these aspects and how to resolve them. Because it's very important to have good relationships in your life to begin with good communication. And you will realize there will be more harmony in your life if you can do this, even if you're encountering people who you don't agree with or that are having these issues in their communication, you'll be able to see them for what they are. And the more you're able to communicate properly, the better you'll able, you're able to bring out better communication from them. Like I did with this experience that I shared with you, I was able to bring out proper communication in this person because I wasn't being reactive. I wasn't Putting, pushing back at them. And this is the way to have authentic and effective communication with others that will translate to a more harmonious life that will bring you more joy and more interest in connecting with people. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. 
The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 Hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. I would like to also share a story with you about an experience I had after this meditation retreat. So the next day I went to the Bodhi tree, the famous Bodhi tree, where, which is the tree that Buddha sat underneath to become Buddha. And it's a very magical, special tree because of its history. And I went there and when I got there, I said, I would like to get a leaf from this tree. I would like to get three leaves from this tree to give to some people in my life. You can't pick the leaf from the tree because this is not right to do to the Bodhi tree. So you have to wait till a leaf falls from the tree and pick it up. The tree actually covers a very big area. The branches hang out way over the, the tree. So there's a big area and there's people around. And when I got there, there was a kid, I don't know if he was somewhere around 13, 14 years old. And what he was doing is he was waiting to a leaf fell and he was running over there and grabbing it. And the leaves don't fall that much, but, uh, you know, every few minutes, maybe a leaf will fall. And But he's running and getting them all. And I said, okay, I don't want to try to outrun this kid and, and push him away to, to get a leaf. So I'm just going to sit down and wait till he gets tired and he, he goes away. So I sit down underneath the tree. And within about, I don't know, 20 seconds of me sitting down, 30 seconds of me sitting down, a leaf falls on my foot. And so I say, oh, that's a coincidence. And I pick up the leaf, and I'm still waiting because I wanted to get three leaves. I'm waiting for him to go away. And within another minute, a second leaf falls maybe about two, three inches away from my foot. And then I started to take notice of this and say, okay, this is very strange. And then about 30 seconds later, a third leaf falls in the same spot. Now, if you were to do a mathematical computation of the probabilities of a leaf falling in that spot that hit my foot, it would probably be a number that had about 20 zeros behind it. And the chances of three leaves within two minutes falling in that same spot, uh, the probability is unimaginable. So how did that happen? Why did that happen? I'll never know. 
but it was very magical. It was a magical experience. It's a very special week, my introduction to Vipassana meditation, and really my deepening into what truly is Buddhism. But uh, I remember that experience, and it was very special. If you have any ideas of how that happened or why that happened, you feel free to share it with me because it's something I still don't understand, but it was something that was magical. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure that you visit the show notes on the storyofmepodcast.com website so that you can get more information if you want to see the three components of communication written out. And for homework, I suggest that you examine your own communication to see how this inner dialogue is going in your own mind to manipulate how you feel, and then how your outer dialogue is manipulating others to make them feel some way. And to try to take notice of this, you'll see that you're doing this unconsciously or even consciously quite often. And for me, I spent a lot of time with this inner dialogue after conversations, replaying them in my mind and trying to make myself feel better. And you realize that it's really a a very strong habit and one that needs to be taken away so that you have clarity of the mind, so you have this space to observe, space to recognize, because these thoughts have a very coarse vibration and they take away from the connection to the subtle within. Okay, so again, I hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, this week and send me your questions to be answered on the, the show. Connect with me on the social media and all that good stuff. Okay, thank you from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why?